Hey, I'm Chase from Iowa. I'm Alex from Chicago. I'm Jake from Downers Grove. Sound of Young America is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me. You should support the show like I did. Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's the Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest on the show is Matt Berninger. He's the front man of the Brooklyn-based rock and roll band, The National. The National are now more than 10 years into their rock and roll career, and it's been a slow and steady build. Their first big LP came five years in, Alligator, in 2005. 2007's Boxer was one of the most acclaimed records of that year. Stereo Gum, the... Buzz Music website picked it as the second best record of 2007. With each successive record, they've built their fan base, and now they're a major national act. Their new album is called High Violet. Let's hear a little bit of one of the singles from the record, Blood Buzz Ohio. Stand up straight at the foot of your love. I lift my shirt. Stand up straight at the foot of your love I lift my shirt up I was carried to Ohio in a swarm of bees I never married but Ohio don't remember me Matt Berninger, welcome to The Sound of Young America. It's so great Thank to have you. you on the show. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You had a real career um, yeah. that wasn't music. Yeah. Like a, a genuine professional... Yeah, I was, I was a creative director at a... At a um, a new media company in New York, which you know we did mostly websites and and um, uh, you know web advertising and all kinds of stuff like that. When you moved to New York and uh, went into graphic design, did you think that you were going to be a graphic designer who uh, maybe played in a band, or did you think that it was a way station to something else? No, I was graphic design um, was what I thought that's what I was going to do. You know, and and in fact. Uh, I don't play the guitar or anything, so I, so the idea of being a musician uh, wasn't it, it wasn't even something I, I entertained the idea of. But it was after living in New York for about five years. Um, Scott, I lived in a, in, a, in a loft that was down by the Guanas Canal, and it was we had a, all the space, and so um, I was you know working fifty, sixty hour weeks. But then I would come home and I would paint because I had all because I wasn't even a painter, but we had all this like it was a giant you know, uh, uh, you know, just raw loft. So uh, it just seemed like, like you should to be do doing artsy loft stuff. stuff. Right, exactly. So, uh, and then Scott would come over and some friends would come over and we would hit a, you know, we had a four track that we was left. Somebody was left over from somewhere. And, um, we started goofing around writing, writing songs. And that was in 90, I guess late 98 or something like that. And, um, it was it, honestly, it was mostly because we just had space to do st- stuff like that, and, and 
Um, and it was just a uh, like a diversion or you know a respite from from thinking about our our corporate jobs. And Scott was also a very successful designer. And but at some point, he called his brother to come to play drums on some 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 stuff we were goofing around with. His brother called Aaron and Bryce Desner because um, his brother Brian had been in a band with them. And so suddenly sort of the, the three of them, the Desners and Brian Devendorf, were actually very, kind of very serious musicians. And uh, that's when it started to sound like an actual band a little bit. So you're uh, you're like a big, handsome guy. But I, I wonder if I, I wonder how you felt being out in front of this band, like being being a front man when. Um, when even the idea of making music was something that you had only relatively recently accepted would be real? The, uh, I mean, the idea of being a front man or being like performing was, was, wasn't there yet. We were, it, it was, and it was not something, the truth is, I think if, if, if I knew it was going to lead to that, I probably would have stopped because the idea of standing in front of people, I think it's, it's, it's you know most people's uh worst fear public speaking you know it's um or you know giving speeches at weddings or that kind of thing or standing up in front of class that's i find that terrifying and um but when we started the band it was just when we started writing these songs it was very like in your bedroom by yourself with your headphones on um and that's how we made that first record we'd never played a gig before we 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 made that record without ever playing anywhere um although i guess i did do the college thing that the, the the greek restaurant thing but that was <laughs> it was really terrifying and it's not something i i felt comfortable doing or liked doing at all and in fact with with the national it took many many years of doing that a lot until i started started to feel a little more comfortable up there on stage and then and it, i got to a point where i just started realizing that just embrace the the un, embrace the fact that it's uncomfortable and and be uncomfortable and sort of let that be the thing you do and um so i never worry too much like the awkward silences or, or the you know failed banter that's not funny and and you know i've been i've been referred to is is compared to rain man on, on the stage <laughs> which is i i understand it i because i don't look I look like I'm a little bit um, uh, just really awkward, and but I, I think it's like after a while, I was like, "That's fine," you know. I was like, "Why? Not? That's that's an okay thing to be," you know. You don't have to be cool um, or, or or charming or funny. I think I'm charming on stage, but I'm um, and I'm starting to become more comfortable and funny. But um, yeah, the idea of performing was was just the last thing um, I, I considered when this band started and. What did you like about doing it enough to keep doing it despite these sort of modest discomforts and challenges? It was the, we, I mean, all of us, when we, when we started getting together, I think the thing that got us all really excited is that there would be a couple of songs that, that we thought, um, like, I mean, when we first started, just the idea of, of making any songs together that sounded like halfway decent songs was was a thrill in itself. But then we realized that we, that we wrote, we had written a couple of really good songs. There's, um, the, our first record just has a couple of things that we realized this is, you know, a lot of it's average, but some of this is a lot better than average. And I think we all just got 
excited by that, just by the songs. And I think that's what that's what's always been our motivation. I think I want to play a, a song from the first record. Is, is can you give me a, an example of one of the songs from that album that um, that you remember putting together and then thinking like, wow, that, that's that's actually something. Um, I mean, I, I think Cold Girl Fever was was a song that we thought. I think we thought that was that was possibly a good song on that thing. I'd have to look at that record. To, well, to, let's, take a, let's take a listen to Cold Girl Fever from okay. uh, The National's first album. My guest is Matt Berninger. He's uh, the front man of the band. Bottle eyes, blessed blue I watch the rain come out of you Sky is white with the flu I'm terrified I'll bring you down, down with me If I go to the rain You'll never see me again You got cold So I mean I I think for folks who heard the song that we played um at the very beginning of this interview which was Blood Buzz Ohio off your most recent record High Violet and, and then heard that song from your first album they hear uh, a lot of aesthetic differences um how would you describe the way that the band changed in terms of its aesthetics over the course of this um, over the course of what, at least for, for a lot of the public, it came to be sort of like a six-year gestation uh-huh. period. Um, I th- the, uh, that first record, I think, was just, uh, um, it was just us trying to figure out any kind of sound. And, and, and we were using some slide guitar and some things that were, you know, alt-country uh, um, leaning, you know, much more on that first record, and and it wasn't because any of us were big alt country fans or anything. It, it was we all had very different ideas of what kind of band we wanted to be, and it, we just tried a bunch of different things. And um, I think we were compared to. I mean, I think only about two people wrote anything about that record, but uh, it was like a Silver Jews or a, you know. I remember it was it was basically said like if you're if you're, uh, you might like this if you're into Silver Jews, but why not just wait for the next Silver Jews album? I think that was <laughs> that might have been what Pitchfork said th- at that point. We were just we were we surprised that Pitchfork even even wrote about it. Uh, but I would say it wasn't until the the EP um, that came out called Cherry Tree where we started to um, started to find uh, ourselves or, or grow up a little bit as as musicians and as a band and sort of you know become a real band around then i think what was it do you think that that you found when when you started finding something there's a song on that ep called all dolled up in straps which is um i still think to this day is like possibly one of the one of our best songs in, in our top 10 songs and um and i think we also embraced some of the 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 darkness and the gloom that that is in a lot of our records and in, embraced it in in a in a way where we 
uh, started to um, celebrate it a little bit. And um, so I think that was a turning point. Let's hear a little bit of The National with All Dolled Up in Straps. My guest is the band's uh, frontman, Matt Berninger. I think I saw you riding in a car. You looked happy for a woman. Black fingers in your mouth and a white and a white pearl choker. guest is Matt Berninger, the frontman of the Brooklyn rock band The National. We'll have more with him on The Sound of Young America for MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. And by Smith Micro Software makers of Stuff It Deluxe, designed to move files simply and securely wherever customers want them to go. For Mac and PC, online at stuffit.com. Coverage of the world of comedy on The Sound of Young America is supported by Humber College, offering a two-year program dedicated to comedy. Students learn stand-up, improv, acting, and writing skills and perform in the heart of Toronto. At Humber, we make funny people funnier. More information at humbercomedy.com. Whether you're a Max FunCon veteran or you've been thinking about going for two years and you're ready to pull the trigger, prepare yourself. Max FunCon 2011 tickets will go on sale the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, at MaxFunCon.com. Max FunCon is a weekend of entertainment and enlightenment and friendship in Lake Arrowhead, California, just east of Los Angeles. Join us in a luxurious summer camp environment for comedy shows and classes and new friends and all kinds of great stuff. It's kind of hard to describe. Actually, if I could offer one piece of advice, maybe you go to Flickr and search Max FunCon and you'll see the pictures of people having a blast. Anyway, be sure to log in to MaxFunCon.com the day after Thanksgiving to get your tickets. We've even got special gift packages this year. So if MaxFunCon registration is a gift to someone important in your life, like a lady or a gentleman or even a best pal, we've got a little something that you can put under the tree. It's all online at MaxFunCon.com starting the day after Thanksgiving. It's the Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest is Matt Berninger, the frontman of the Brooklyn rock band The National. There's this beautiful song that opens your your album Boxer from 2007 um, uh, called Fake Empire. And it moves very much like um, 
in a way that it, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, it's sort, of, it's sort of like a, it sort of has that swirling immersive quality of like a U2 mm-hmm. song or something. But then I was like, no, no, it actually has the swirling immersive quality of like a Steve Reich piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to play a little bit of uh, uh, of the song. And this is, uh, this is towards the end as... Um, some kind of, I, I guess maybe like bassoons or something, join the fray. There's something that struck me about that that uh, actually is really interesting to me about a lot of your records, which is there's this really interesting tension between the the sort of driving propulsiveness of rock music. You know, rock music Mm -hmm. is this sort of um, is this sort of sort of charging ahead Mm -hmm. kind of music, and that you know that that thing that you hear in a, you know, a a minimalist composer, that kind of almost like recursiveness. It's, yeah, it's, I think we, there's sort of a tension there. Yeah. I think that, that we've, we, without ever talking about it, for some reason, we're always drawn to the, that those suspense building moments that are just that, you know, that hold on something for a while and, and it builds, it swells with, with, uh, tension and, and, it's fun. It's drama. One thing that I wondered as I heard it was it was um, your album Boxer from 2007. That was the first record of yours that I had heard. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that I I wondered as I listened to this it's a it's a very beautiful album. Was what are the parts of doing making this that are really fun? Because it's it's a it, it's an it, it's an album that, as you said, embraces darkness and sadness. Yeah. But I can't imagine I I, I I I there was something about it that made me think like, well, they don't just seem like sad guys. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, why I'm so drawn to writing about um, sort of emotionally, uh, you know, wrecked things. Or, uh, I don't know, I, but I do find that really fun to... I, I find it fun to wallow in that stuff a little bit. And I, I also don't think it's so much... I don't think it's... I don't I don't ever think of the songs as, like, is... is um, I, I think they're they're kind of well-rounded. I think I think there's there's darkness, there's some gloomy stuff, there's a lot of awkward, sad moments, but I think there's a lot of humor in the songs. And... Um, um, and um, I, I feel that most of the songs, not all of them, but I would say most of the songs are, 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 are optimistic or hopeful in some way. But, in the, but they, they dig into anxiety. They dig into just, um, you know, sort of trying to figure out what it feels like to, uh, to want somebody or to miss somebody or, 
uh, I think we just like sort of celebrate sort of awkward sadness in, in a different way that gets a lot of attention, I guess. I actually want to play a song from the new record, High Violet, that um, is called Sorrow. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels like it's a song that's uh, uh, sort of about that. Yeah. That's... Uh, sorrow is is someone's relationship um, with their own sadness, I guess. And I, it was... You know, it's something, I guess, a little bit about, about you know, a, a, a celebrating. And it's, it's almost like a love song to, to, um, to sadness. They don't want to lose it. Here's Sorrow from The National's most recent album, High Violet. Sorrow found me when I was young Sorrow waited, sorrow won Sorrow they put me on the pill It's in my honey, it's in my milk Don't leave my hyper heart alone On the water Cover me in rag and bone Sympathy Cause I don't wanna get over you I don't wanna get over you I wonder if these there's so many themes in your songs about about sort of finding ways to engage the world when you're you know when the world is is crazy and scary or when you're not sure if you can do it or um all these all these different challenges and i i wonder if I wonder if this sort of newfound willingness to to build to things in your mm-hmm. songs and have releases in your songs is reflective of being in a, a place in your lives um, and, and sort of being veteran adults, mm-hmm. so to speak, where you know better where you can engage the world and how you can engage the world. Um, I, I think, I mean, I do feel like this record is, to use the word engagement, is, is less, is turning away from the world. I mean, Fake Empire, which was on, on, um, uh, on Boxer, um, that was definitely a song about just like turning off and, and pretending, you know, turning off the world and, and not engaging and, and, um, uh, you know, because that was during the Bush time and stuff. And um, but, but High Violet is much more, I think, uh, is much more proactive and in, in, in not all the songs, but it is, I think, trying to uh, a desperate attempt to to feel connected and 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 change things and get your hands on it instead of just you know turning your brain off and getting drunk and you know going off into to uh, La La Land, which was kind of what Fake Empire was about. Um, uh, so, and I, yeah, I think we, it, it comes with sort of a, on a musical level, on a lyrical level, we're just, we've, we've got a lot of confidence, um, to, to, 
we're not afraid of of looking uh foolish we're not afraid of of be, be coming across as too earnest you know you, you, with rock and roll you shouldn't be afraid about saying about anything you know and so i i've lost i've lost my fear of 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 sounding like a fool really um which i think is making me a better writer hopefully Matt, thank you so much for taking this time to be on the Sound of Young America. It was great to have you. It's been my pleasure. Matt Berninger is uh, the singer and lyricist of the band The National. Their most recent album is called High Violet. Here's one more song from High Violet. It's Terrible Love. Terrible love and I'm walking with spiders Terrible love and I'm walking That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I've been your host, Jesse Thorne. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our music provided by Dan Wally, our associate producer, Julia Smith, our editor, Nick White. Our intern is Leo Portugal. Join us online at MaximumFun.org, where you can get all of our shows absolutely 1,000% for free. And if you have thoughts about the show, post them on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org or email me at jesse at maximumfun.org. And in conclusion, MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time right here on The Sound of Young America. The Sound of Young America is supported in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com.